Hello, and welcome to another far-fetched story by R.E.M. Verberg. Today's story is called The Score, and it was written especially for Halloween. It's about the question whether we have more to fear from the living or the dead, which is a very interesting topic, if you ask me, and very vital around this time of year. Your reader for today's story is Diana Moore. If you want to find more stories to listen to and download for free, you can visit remverberg.com. Enjoy, thank you for listening, and have a great day. The Score I know this is not what you're supposed to say, but I'm not sorry you're dead. You were so weird, Alyssa. At school, everyone would always ask me, That's your sister, Brian? Not to say I'm super popular or anything, but well, you weren't, that's for sure. Look, of course I loved you. You were my sister. But you were also kind of needy, with your depressions and mom and dad always giving you everything you wanted. Like, how are you not happy when you're obviously their favorite kid? Why was that not enough for you? Why did you always have to sit in a corner whispering with your creepy friend Carrie? They took your car away this morning. Finally. I mean, it's not like anybody's going to drive that thing ever again, but it was still strange to see it go. I guess that's what made me come here tonight. You know, just party and, like, forget all that stuff. Oh, and you know what? Carrie's coming, too. You don't like that, do you? You never liked her hanging out with us, me and Greg and Chad and Laura. Especially not here. Probably because we didn't let you come. It's only been a couple of months since you've died, but Mills Hall got even creepier. The plastic hanging from the rafters has been shredded by the wind, so it looks like ghosts. They were never going to finish this factory. Everyone knows this is a shit town. If you can leave, you leave. Trees are growing up the driveway, those spindly dark ones, perfect for a Halloween party. We put a couch in that low corner with the hardboard walls, and it's kind of cozy when you ignore the smell comes in handy when you're trying to smash. Yep, I'm talking about Carrie, Alyssa, your friend you were always so weird about. Like, what are you, gay? You were trying to turn her into you, with the black nail polish and all that stuff around her eyes. Well, guess what? She's not gay. You don't have a hold over her anymore, or over me. And I'm gonna prove that to you tonight. Sucks to be you, right? But this was your choice. They said it was an accident, that old cars can sometimes do that. Leak carbon monoxide, I mean. And after all, it was Uncle Herbert's old car, but I don't buy it. Why else would you have parked up in the woods behind Mills? It's not like there was anything for you there, except maybe spy on us when we partied, but I don't believe that. I believe you drove into those woods and killed yourself just to be a pain in the ass, just so mom could tell me every day, Brian, you should have been nicer to your sister. So tonight, I'm settling the score. Seems fitting, don't you think? After all, you loved Halloween. Let's see how much you love it when I fuck your friend on your favorite holiday. She just got in. The others have made themselves scarce, just like I told them to. They don't get it. They always thought Carrie was kind of a weirdo. None of us were ever, like, nice to her even though we let her come, but they respect my game, and that's all I need. Let them think it's a game. What's Carrie doing just standing there? Like, is she stupid? 
Thank God she's not wearing the black makeup anymore, but those short shorts and tights, Jesus. I mean, I appreciate shorts on a girl, but do you have to show off your thighs when they're that big? Doesn't matter if you're wearing all black when you're a size 14. Don't worry, I'm still gonna do her. Just for you, Alyssa. Just so I can forget about the car and the woods and that night when I... (sighs) Music starts playing somewhere. Probably Greg, because it's that loud OG house, soulless music. Kind of fits with the mood. I smile at Carrie. Come here, little birdie. Let's fuck. It works. She sits down next to me and starts talking about some shit. Halloween myths or something. It's boring, but I don't have to listen that well with the music on. I sit closer to her, so our thighs are touching. I know she feels that. She doesn't move away, so I slide my arm around her. She's been all over me for, like, three months now. Since you died, I think. She never used to like me, but maybe I remind her of you. I know she reminds me of you. Of that night. Every time I close my eyes, I see the trees, the dark. I hear that low rumble like the wheels of a thousand skateboards. No, I'm going to get you out of my life tonight, Alyssa. I leave my arm around Carrie to test her. She doesn't move, just keeps on talking. I rest my hand down, so it touches the side of her boob. My dick gets hard. I never thought I'd be into her, but I guess I am now. Carrie leans into me. Who knew? I thought she'd be more trouble. I lean my head down so I can. Wait, are you sure? Carrie stops me. Her eyes look darker. Wow, she's hot for me. Why not? Well, you know, with what happened to Alyssa... Fuck Alyssa, baby. Her eyes widen slightly. It feels so good to say it, my dick gets harder. She's not here now, is she? Those dark, round eyes. She pulls up a corner of her mouth, which looks so much better without the black lipstick. I guess not, she says. I lean down to kiss her, and this time she doesn't stop me. The lights flicker, the music stops and comes back on. What was that? Carrie asks. Nothing, baby. You gotta keep that calm voice. It's like a protective thing. They go nuts for it. I kiss her again. Her lips are wet and mushy, but I don't mind. I like it like this when they don't resist at all. I push her back into the couch so I can reach her tits. The music stops. Another sound, distant at first. A thousand skateboard wheels rolling down a ramp towards me. No, it's a car engine. Carrie sits up. Do you hear that? Do you think it's... It's nothing. I push her back. You're not taking this from me, Alyssa. You're not. Brian, please. Carrie starts to struggle. I don't feel good about this. Maybe it's a li- Just ignore it. I kiss her again pretty hard. She keeps struggling. Come on, baby. Brian. Oh, Jesus. I let her up for some air. Don't give me a hard time now. Her eyes are big and round and dark, but there's a hint of a smile around her red lips. Come on, I plead. Come on. She leans back again, as if to say, whatever. Good enough for me. I push myself on top of her. This is it, I just have to... A loud, sucking noise. Invisible hands clasp around my throat and the air gets sucked out of my lungs. What the fuck? No, I try to scream, but nothing comes out. What is it? Carrie sits up. She looks at me like she's half asleep. I can't read her face. 
Something jerks me back onto the floor. I try to yell, but there's no air in my lungs. Carrie gets up and holds out her arms, but the thing that holds me drags me down further. I try to fight it. My arms and legs are ice cold. Carrie still stands in front of me. I try to scream again, but my tongue is a dead fish in my mouth. My hands reach up to my neck and disappear into a cold, mushy nothing. From the side, I see Chad and Laura approaching. Why is nobody doing anything? Their faces float in front of me. Both of them have their tongues out, and they're gray and wet and dead, just like Alyssa's. No! Greg sits on the floor. He holds his hands in front of his face. When he lifts them, his face is blue, teeth a crooked row of tombstones, eyes all white and turned back into his head. Black dirt leaks out of his mouth onto the floor and towards me, creeping closer like a puddle of oil. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't. Help me. Warm piss leaks over my cold legs and my hands disappear into the mushy air around my neck. I can't breathe. The others just stand there. The lights flicker. It's not really them anymore. Their faces are melted and distorted like plastic when you put it in the microwave. Their tongues are wet and gray and black dirt streams out of their mouths and down their chins. Help me! The black dirt on the floor reaches me. The hands around my neck jerk me backwards and drag me to the door. I reach out my arms for the others, but they've moved. They're all standing in the corner now with their faces away from me, like we did the day we were playing that prank on Alyssa. The hands drag me outside. I scream, but they're too strong, and they drag me to the woods, the woods where I found you that night. Your face. I remember your face. I went looking for you because mom and dad were nagging me, but I didn't really expect to find anything until I saw the headlights of the car. I walked up so slowly, as if I already knew what I was going to find. I'd almost turned around, but something told me to go look, look through the windshield, look at what I didn't want to see. Your face was the only thing I saw. The inside of the car was dark, but your face stood out like a pale moon, with your eyes closed and your lips drawn up in a smile, and you... you looked happy. I knew it was wrong... I saw you move, I smelled the gas, I knew you weren't dead, but you know what, you looked happy. And I thought, if she's happy for once, then who am I to drag her back to a life she doesn't want? You didn't really want it, Alyssa, right? Please, you didn't, right? Please, I didn't mean to, I just did what I thought you wanted. Please, Alyssa, please let me breathe, let me breathe, Alyssa, please, please let me live, let me... Silence. And air, finally. I breathe in deeply, moss and trees, and a smell of wet and cold. I'm in the woods, my back against a tree. Something lights up in the dark, the headlights of a car, the wheels of a thousand skateboards rolling towards me. I recognize this place, it's where you died. From the headlights, a silhouette appears, a girl. The face distorted and blue, a mask melted plastic. I start panting. I try to crawl away, but I'm frozen. Everything is quiet. The girl walks up to me slowly. She takes off her mask. Alyssa? She laughs quietly. No, dummy. As she bends down, I'm powerless, frozen, those invisible hands creeping back around my throat. It's Carrie. Carrie, I gasp, why? You didn't even consider it, did you, Brian? 
and hands start to press the air from my lungs again. You never thought of me other than as a prop, your sister's dumb friend, but I'm worth ten of you, a hundred, and so was Alyssa. I try to lift up my arms, but they're heavy, so heavy. It was an accident, her voice is colder than the night, and you let it happen, you killed her. I shake my head, how, why? I gave you so many chances, Brian, she shakes her head. Didn't you notice? You could have confessed at any time, but then I guess you never really listened to me, do you? You thought you could just get away with it. She looks at the piss on my pants, shaking her head. None of us can get away from the dead, Brian. Not even big, strong boys like you, she giggles. Especially not on Halloween. The pressure lifts from my throat, I gasp. Any last words? Please, I manage. I don't want to die. The air leaves me. Carrie nods. The darkness in her eyes is absolute. Funny, she says. Neither did Alyssa. I can't move. I can't breathe. Her lips move one more time, and I faintly hear the words before everything fades to black. Good night, Brian, she says. Consider the score settled.